the Internet's most listened-to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and can you hear how excited I am? You know why that is? Because of the guest we have today. Today is a historic day for all Americans with disabilities who listen to this show, because today we have this most recent Tony Coelho Award winner, but more importantly, a congressman, a legislator, a statesman who has changed the lives for the good for so many Americans with disabilities, the person who shepherded the Americans with Disabilities Act to receive overwhelming approval in Congress in the House at the request of Tony Coelho, we have with us the Democratic Whip in Congress and Congressman of Maryland's 5th Congressional District, my hero and the hero of so many Americans with disabilities, Congressman Steny Hoyer, welcome to the show. Joyce, thank you very much. That was very kind of you. And uh, uh, very frankly, uh, the heroes are really all of those uh, folks in the leadership of the disability community uh, like yourself uh, and those with disabilities who came to the Hill and who related to members their personal experiences uh, and how they had been discriminated against, how they had been shut out, how they had not had access to transportation or to communication uh, or to commercial sites uh, or to government sites for that matter. And uh, it was it was their effort, their courage, uh, their tenaciousness that really led to the passage and signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, on July 26, 1990, by George Bush, the first President Bush. So they're the real heroes, but thank you very much for that generous introduction, and I'm so glad to be with you today. And, Joyce, I want to congratulate you on the extraordinary job that you're doing on behalf of those with disabilities in dealing with what continues to be the most difficult challenge confronting the full implementation of the Americans with Disabilities Act, as you know, and that's employment. Uh, we've, we've made access uh, a, a reality for most uh, communications and transportation. Uh, we've done reasonable accommodations in so many different uh, kinds of uh, commercial and uh, public facilities. Uh, but one of the things that we hoped to accomplish was making sure that those with disabilities uh, could become self-sufficient, independent. Uh, that's what an overwhelming majority of them who can work want to do. They want to work and feel that identity and, and purpose in their life and that uh, independence of being uh, self-sufficient. And uh, you have done an extraordinary job working with businesses throughout this country uh, in uh, having uh, individuals with disabilities become employed Stay employed, and then have employers uh, very pleased with the work that they, uh, that those with disabilities do, and letting other employers know that it's good business to hire those with disabilities. So, congratulations to you. Well, thank you very much, 
Congressman Hoyer, but I want to tell you in behalf of all Americans with disabilities, that is why we love you so much. That is why we're so happy to have you where you are because you are still talking about it. You know, many people have forgotten about this, but you aren't one of them. I've heard you talk about this. I've read the letter that you sent into the Washington Post. You realize what a tragedy it is. And so everyone listening to this show, all of you with disabilities, know this, that he means it. Because no matter when I hear him speak or when I'm with him, he's still talking about this tragedy of high unemployment for Americans with disabilities. But, Congressman Hoyer, I know that some of our listeners are such big fans of yours and would be interested in hearing how did you first get into politics and what motivated you to work so hard once you did get into politics to help Americans with disabilities? Well, Joyce, I have a somewhat corny story, but it's an absolutely true story. Uh, first of all, as early as junior high school, I'd been involved in student government politics. I was the treasurer of uh, uh, the student government in junior high school and was uh, active in student politics both at uh, my high school and at the University of Maryland where I was vice president of the Student Government Association. So I'd already had, always had an interest, but in 1959 I was a sophomore at the University of Maryland, spring of 59. And uh, John Kennedy, then a United States senator but also a candidate for president, came to speak at a spring convocation. And I almost didn't go. And I was, they let classes out between 11 and 1, and I was leaving my 11 o'clock class and walking up the hill at the University of Maryland uh, to go into the student union. And Senator Kennedy drove by in a convertible. Uh, this is probably uh, middle April. And uh, I saw him and recognized him and thought, oh, that's really neat, and decided, well, I'll go hear him talk. And I did, and he talked about uh, young people uh, getting involved in politics and making a difference in public service and making a difference for their country and their state and their community. And I was really taken with John Kennedy, really motivated by him. And the next week, the very next week, I switched my major from uh, a public relations major, uh, and I guess I really didn't change jobs too much because I guess I'm still in public relations, but uh, to government and politics and decided I was going to go to law school that next week, and uh, uh, that's what happened. And a few years later, I was uh, in 1966, the year I graduated from Georgetown Law School, I ran for the state senate and was elected. Uh, I was 27 at the time, and... Uh, uh, served there for 12 years and was president of the Senate for the last four years that I was there. Um, ran for lieutenant governor, lost, but then two, a couple of years later uh, was elected to the Congress. And uh, uh, one of the first people I met, because he was chairman of the campaign committee for the Democratic Party, was Tony Coelho. And Tony and I became very, very close and dear friends, as we are to, to this date. And uh, uh, Tony was, as you know, the leader, not a leader, the leader on disability issues in the Congress and, in, and really in the country and worked with uh, an awful lot of the groups around the country and in Washington uh, who knew firsthand the discrimination that was occurring with respect to those with disabilities. And uh, Tony worked with them and 
drafting a bill and then introducing a bill. And uh, then Tony uh, left Congress in uh, 1989. And when he left, he asked me if I would take over the leadership in coordinating the passage of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And uh, I, of course, said yes. And Joyce, I will, when my congressional career ends, and I don't know when that will be, I hope no time soon, uh, certainly not voluntarily anytime soon, uh, but I will, I know, look back on my congressional career, and one of the things that has meant the most to me and has, in my opinion, been one of the most purposeful things I've done on behalf of the people of this country is my role in shepherding the Americans with Disabilities Act through the House of Representatives. Uh, so uh, my relationship with Tony and my uh, commitment to civil rights for all people, this, the, the Americans with Disabilities Act, as you know, was called the most significant civil rights bill since the 1965 uh, Civil Rights Bill uh, passed. So in a quarter of a century, uh, this was considered one of the most significant uh, civil rights bills to pass the Congress of the United States and be enacted and signed by a president. Uh, that means a lot to me, but much more importantly, I think it has meant a lot to those with disabilities in our country. And indeed, Joyce, as you know, uh, to others with disabilities in the international community because uh, many countries have looked to the ADA as a model uh, for them uh, to uh, to enact and to and to follow. Yes, that is that is a fact, and I agree with you. That is such an important people's piece of civil rights legislation because even myself, as a woman with epilepsy, if this had been prior to 1990, as you well know, there was that time period where when you filled out the employment application, it was right on the application, what medication do you take? And, of course, the moment you write down Dilantin, which is what I do take every day of my life, you know, the employer would know, uh-oh, this person has epilepsy. I mean, right. there were so many things. But, you know, people sometimes don't realize how many things changed of course, it's obvious with access, even you know, to buildings. But it really freed so many people, you know, to be equal. Now we just have to work on that employment part. Right. Now, well, well, with that, we're going to go to break for one moment, and we're going to be right back with a true civil rights legend. He is the congressman. He is the whip, the Democratic whip. In the United States House of Representatives, friend to all of us with disabilities, Congressman Steny Hoyer, we'll be right back. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com with Joyce Bender. We'll be right back. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, our guest is Jamie Bamber. You'll know him from Battlestar Galactica. He plays Leodama. We talk about Battlestar Galactica and get a look inside of Jamie's life. Of course, we'll cover all the sci-fi news for the week as usual. That's Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And if you just joined us, you picked a great show because we are talking to the Democratic Whip, Congressman Steny Hoyer from the United States House of Representatives and the most recently named Tony Quello Award winner. And you know, uh, Congressman Hoyer, I know that you mentioned that you and Tony have been friends for a long time and have shared so much together. So I'm sure that must have really been something special when you were told you were the Tony Quello Award winner. Well, it was a great honor, uh, Joyce. Tony is a very close friend of mine, but much more than that, uh, I so admire Tony, who uh, grew up at a time when uh, there was even greater discrimination and prejudice against those with disabilities, and particularly uh, people with epilepsy. Uh, as you know, he was studying, uh, he wanted to be a priest, and uh, when the church found out that he had epilepsy, uh, he was asked to leave school and told that he could not be a priest. And uh, 
A, there was prejudice that uh, some somehow that epilepsy was possession uh, by the devil or uh, some foreign force, uh, or there was this sense that because of epilepsy he could not uh, carry out the duties and responsibilities uh, of being a priest. Uh, neither, of course, were, were true. The first one was, of course, uh, extraordinarily uh, uh, ignorant. Uh, the second was uh, simply a prejudice not born of experience. Uh, Tony, of course, was an extraordinarily able member of the Congress of the United States, one of our most active, vigorous, and effective members of the House of Representatives, uh, both from a political and policy standpoint. As I said earlier in the program, Tony was really the, the spark plug uh, along and working with Bob Dole very closely uh, in, uh, and Tom Harkin in the Senate uh, putting together the Disabilities Act. But uh, to be honored with an award named for Tony is a, a very significant uh, award and will always remind me of the fact that uh, uh, Tony was uh, very responsible for me being involved in and having the privilege to work with the disability community. Uh, Justin Dart comes to mind, who's now passed away, but was an extraordinary leader uh, on this effort, uh, working with President Bush and working with the Democrats and Republicans in the House of Representatives of the United States Senate. But getting that opportunity uh, was, as I said earlier, a highlight of my congressional career and uh, really gave me a sense of doing something uh, that was uh, worthwhile and important for our country uh, and for our people, uh, people with disabilities and people uh, who do not have traditional disabilities in the sense we think of disabilities. My own view is we all have some disability. We all, uh, all have some things we can't do. But uh, I was very honored to be uh, awarded uh, recognition in the name of Tony Quello. Yes, and you know, one thing I will tell you, uh, Tony uh, has never stopped. You know, he, <laughs> he has never stopped. He still is every day out there fighting, trying to help people with disabilities. I mean, he, he really is. It, it reminds me of a story that I, dear Dart, was telling me about her father when she was telling me how, you know, at the holidays, he would invite all the uh, people from this one halfway house, people with psychiatric disabilities and people with the homeless, on Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas to his home. And she said, that's why I always used to tell people, boy, if you want to see what he's like when he's off, you're, you're going to have a hard time because he's always like this. Right. That's what Tony's like. Yeah, Tony's indefatigable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And uh, always focused uh, and uh, always... Uh, uh, as you point out, focused on furthering the cause of those with disabilities. Uh, his own experience, of course, uh, caused him uh, extraordinary difficulty, as you know, in his early life, uh, great depression, uh, uh, too much alcohol. Uh, Tony was in real trouble. He was so depressed by the discrimination that had been visited against him and being shut out of his church and his uh, idea of becoming a priest, uh, but he overcame that, and when he did overcome that, he became when he, a, an extraordinary advocate on behalf of those with disabilities, and a very effective advocate, and uh, 
we had the Disabilities Act, but as Tony and I both know, and as you know, Joyce, passing an act does not necessarily mean that the reality changes. Uh, it requires a lot of work and attention and focus uh, on an ongoing basis uh, to make sure every day that uh, uh, the promise of the Disabilities Act becomes the reality in the lives of those with disabilities. To that extent, it's no different than any other Civil Rights Act. It's very nice to say that there shouldn't be discrimination against uh, people of color, different nationalities, different religions, uh, uh, different uh, genders. Uh, it's very much another thing to make sure that is the reality in our community. That takes uh, constant attention uh, and advocacy. And that's what Tony Coelho does, and that's why he is... Uh, even after he left Congress, such an extraordinary, effective advocate on behalf of the uh, welfare of our citizens. And when I say citizens, uh, it is my view, and I know yours and Tony's, that by giving opportunity to those with disabilities, we advantage not only those with disabilities, but all the rest of us as well, because we uh, get the opportunity to utilize their talents and their abilities Abilities, which is really what we ought to focus on. I say that we, we've got to stop dissing people. My kids say that. You're dissing me. Uh, and we ought to stop looking at the diss and look at the ability because that's really what's important. Uh, what somebody can do uh, is what we ought to focus on, what uh, uh, contribution they can make. Not, not that which they can't do because, as I said, there are all of us who can't do certain things or, or a number of things. But there are things that we can do. Uh, we ought to accentuate the positive, as the song says, and, and pursue that. And uh, Tony's done that, you've done that, and you teach employers uh, to do that, and you teach uh, prospective employees to take advantage of the skills that they have or that you teach them and, and give them the opportunity to utilize those skills. Well... I thank you for that, but you know, if it wouldn't have been for people such as you and Tony Quello, I wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to do any of this today, and just the fact that you continue doing that is, is so important. And you know what, I want to tell you, I was, did not have the great privilege of being there the day that the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed. But I just wanted to ask you on that day and when this happened, what, what's, what stayed in your mind the most? Well, of course, there were literally thousands of people on the White House uh, uh, lawn, uh, and it was an extraordinary experience uh, to see uh, President Bush, uh, who had worked very hard for the passage of ADA, of the Americans with Disabilities Act. This was very much a bipartisan effort. I worked very closely with Bob Dole and worked very closely with my good friend Steve Bartlett, Republican congressman from Texas, who later became the mayor of Dallas. I worked very closely with him uh, in passing the ADA. Uh, on that July 26th in 1990, it was a, it was a, a warm day, a uh, brilliant sun, uh, and it was as if uh, uh, the, we'd come out of the shadows, as Hubert Humphrey said, of discrimination into the sunlight of inclusion. Uh, which is the promise of our country, promise of opportunity, and the promise of no discrimination. Uh, and President Bush uh, 
made that point that this was a very significant uh, act that he was signing that he had worked for. Uh, and I can remember being with Justin Dart, and, and Tony was there, of course, and Judy, my wife, was alive then, and she was there. And uh, it was a wonderful day. Pat Wright, uh, who I think you probably know, uh, who was so much involved, and a number of the, matter of fact, all the people you mentioned had been on your program. Uh, most of them, if not all of them, were there. And uh, it was uh, both a a feeling, a sense of our country is a better country now, and a sense, of course, uh, of, of individual and collective accomplishment. But as I saw all those, uh, uh, some of the disabilities you could recognize, some you could not, for instance, uh, epilepsy, unless you told somebody or they knew you were taking Dilantin or uh, somehow they learned it, that nobody would know that you had epilepsy or that Tony Quello had epilepsy. Uh, but there were many with s- s- sight disabilities or hearing disabilities or mobility impairments uh, in wheelchairs. Um, and to see them there, to see them having fought for years, because although this passed in 1990, the effort started long before then, and in fact, uh, previous legislation had passed, uh, which affected the federal government, but which did not affect the general community, as you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was a real sense of victory for those with disabilities, uh, victory for our country and realizing once again its uh, uh, promise uh, of equality and inclusion. Uh, it was a wonderful day, and uh, there are not many days you have in your life uh, when your professional work, in this case as a congressman, uh, is uh, uh, made so manifest in terms of the importance that it can be. And I think that day is uh, will live in my memory as one of the days that it uh, uh, was most uh, evident to me that I had an opportunity to participate in a small way, significant way, but there were there were literally thousands and thousands of people who were responsible for the passage of the ADA. Uh, some of us more known than others, but all important. Uh, so it was a it was a, uh, probably, other than my swearing in, I suppose, uh, the most important day in my congressional life. Well, I'll tell you, you were a major part of it, and that's why we're so excited to recognize you also, Congressman Hoyer. With that, we're going to break for a minute. We'll be right back with Congressman Steny Hoyer. You're listening to America's Voice with Joyce Bender. Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 
At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling, whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to our show. We're talking to Congressman Steny Hoyer, recent Tony Quello Award winner, Democratic Whip and person that really helped carry the Americans with Disabilities Act through Congress. And I know we have a couple callers. Tony, are you on the line? Sure am. Tony Quello. Just who I we've been talking line, about. Joyce. How are you, Tony? Good. I've been listening to Stenny Hoyer and great to be on with you, Stenny. Thank you, Tony. Good to be with you. How are you doing? Great. Good. I would only say and comment to some of the stuff I heard you say that um, well I you know, you're very gracious and you have a tendency to downplay your role. I think that while hundreds and hundreds of people played a significant role in getting ADA passed, what people don't, I think, appreciate is that there were some critical times in the House of Representatives where it took your strong leadership and determination uh, to get the bill uh, through a committee, a subcommittee, or get it um, moving. Uh, there were, uh, in House Transportation, there was a critical one-vote margin in order to pass it. Um, but at other times, some people in leadership and senior positions in the Congress were aggressively fighting uh, your efforts to move the bill, and it 
hurt you in some of your relationships with our uh, colleagues. So I think people need to appreciate your determination, uh, your skill, uh, but uh, your determination to um, have this bill uh, adopted. And those of us with disabilities will always be uh, eternally grateful. Another comment I would make is that in uh, a book that Doro Bush, uh, the daughter of, uh, I call him Papa Bush, uh, a book that she has written about his accomplishments over the years, I told her that, in my view, the most significant thing that uh, President Bush did in his four years in office was to sign the ADA, because not only has it had a major impact here in the United States, uh, but it is now the law of the land in 50 different countries. And so think of what you, Steny, have done and what President Bush has done as a result of signing that bill, is that you've impacted uh, thousands and thousands of Americans, uh, but just as importantly, has impacted millions of people throughout this world. And what a great legacy uh, for President Bush to have and for you to have uh, in changing the attitude and some of the laws of, uh, for people throughout this, uh, this world. Um, I always go back to my Catholicism, and, and I was always taught that if you made life better for just one person in your life, uh, that uh, you were doing God's will. And I would say to you uh, that you've done God's will over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and uh, we bless you for that, and we appreciate um, what you've done. Well, thank you, Tony. Um, and you're right. You know, there was a lot of controversy involved uh, in passing the bill, uh, and there was uh, obviously opposition, uh, which was... Uh, evident uh, privately more than it was publicly, as you point out. That's right. Uh, but uh, in, in the final analysis, uh, uh, it was everybody working together. And, I'm, and I might say I want to mention her name because uh, you work closely with her and you know her. Joyce, I don't think you know her, but I had a, a staffer named Melissa Schulman who really knew nothing about disabilities issues when Tony asked me to undertake uh, – uh, the responsibility of shepherding the ADA after he left the Congress. Uh, and Melissa Schulman uh, got up to speed on what the issues were, what the challenges were, uh, what the process was that we needed to go through to uh, make sure that we could pass the bill. Again, uh, five different committees, a uh, uh, number of subcommittees, uh, very complicated uh, issues dealing with the business community, dealing with the education community, the transportation community, uh, employers, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, as, as well as advocacy groups. Uh, uh, so Bobby Silverstein, who was working for uh, Tom Harkin at the time, which was Senator Harkin's top person, uh, staff, staff person uh, on this issue, um, and, and so many other staff people, but I mentioned them specifically because they worked so closely together and worked with all of us uh, so closely that it was not only uh, members and advocates, but also some very caring and committed staffers who uh, made this possible. I agree totally. Yeah. Melissa was really a godsend yeah. uh, because she knew the nuances of the bill, so she was extremely helpful. You're absolutely right. But I think, uh, Joyce, the uh, 
the reality is that while we have come a long way, there is still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And Tony and I and you have all discussed the challenge on the employment front, which has proved to be a tougher nut to crack uh, than we contemplated. We put uh, provisions in the bill which prohibits discrimination, prohibits uh, asking questions uh, uh, that are uh, unrelated to the ability to do the job, um, made provisions that uh, uh, reasonable accommodations have to be provided, uh, uh, such as uh, enhanced uh, a telephone that is... Uh, uh, has got an enhanced sound capability on it, so somebody with a hearing impairment can can answer the phone or uh, some other reasonable accommodation, uh, such as making uh, the hallway a little, uh, not the hallway wider, but the, uh, the area between the desk and the wall a little wider so somebody in a wheelchair can get behind and sit at the desk and uh, do their work. Uh, we did those things, uh, and they've helped. But as, as the three of us have discussed, we still are not at a place where we ought to be with reference to the employment of those with disabilities. Well, Tony, I, I know you think that. that's that's a major problem that you've been working on and spending a lot of time on. I totally agree with you, Tony. Uh, and I think it really comes down to you can pass all the laws you want, but at some point you've got to deal with the attitude of people. Yeah. And to some extent, it's uh, uh, lack of education, fear, all these things about what do you do uh, if you hire somebody with a disability and, and from, from all different viewpoints. And I think it just means that those of us who are true believers have got to keep educating. I applaud Joyce for what she does in the business community of educating people to recognize somebody's talent as opposed to paying attention to their perceived disabilities. So uh, it takes a lot of work. I always like to keep things in perspective, though, and that is uh, in the 1960s we passed laws uh, based on race and color, and in the 1970s we passed laws in regards to gender. Uh, and uh, if you talk to people in, in all those communities, you'll find that there still is discrimination, there still is attitudinal problems. And so while we've made uh, great progress. We got to recognize that a lot of other people uh, also suffer for not being totally included, and so we're in line with the rest of them. And it's going to take effort on the part of people like you and Joyce and many others to get us to where we we want to be. And I just think, in Joyce, in concluding, because I have to get off, I just really wanted to get on the show to make sure that your listeners. Uh, just really appreciate uh, the wonderful job that uh, Steny and a lot of other people, but Steny primarily because the House is where the battle was. It was not in the Senate. The Senate, everything went through very smoothly. We knew the battle would be in the House, and that's why I asked Steny to lead the effort when I left the Congress because I, I personally know how capable he is. So I want to again say to him, as I've said many times, that I appreciate it very much and I'm very, very thankful to him for, for his leadership. Well, thank you, Tony, uh, for your kind words, and thank you for everything that you have done and, more importantly, what you are doing now uh, to make sure that uh, what we did in 1990 in terms of signing a law uh, becomes a reality in the life of those with disabilities. That's right. I agree with you. 
And, Tony, thank you so much for calling in. It's always an honor to hear from you. Thank you, Joyce. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye Tony. I think we have another caller. Do we have another caller on the line? Hello? Yes, Marsha? Hi, yes. Go uh, ahead, Marsha. Joyce Bender, I would just like to say thank you so much for hosting Disabilities Matters. I, I try to never miss it. And uh, to, to also say thank you uh, to Congressman Hoyer for all of the uh, leadership that you've provided on disabilities issues over these many years. I, I do have a, a question of the Congressman. Go ahead. Um, could you uh, help us to, to understand? I'm, I'm um, wired to a, a lot of action alerts and things in the disabilities community, and we are fighting to beat back uh, proposed cuts for uh, supports and services for people, particularly with significant disabilities and personal assistance, uh, some of the vocational programs that, that uh, are, are so important to a person with significant disabilities in order to find employment, uh, housing, Medicaid. Uh, where do you think uh, Congress is right now? And uh, can you give those of us in the disabilities community any advice on, on what we should be doing better uh, to try to avoid these cutbacks? Marcia, you're absolutely right. The uh, proposed cutbacks uh, are, uh, are deep. Uh, and unwarranted and harmful. Uh, they will have a very negative effect on people who do need uh, some additional assistance in a lot of different areas uh, to uh, to conduct their lives in a way that uh, has some quality uh, and uh, in ways that we would want them uh, to live. Unfortunately, as you know, we have, my opinion, followed a very irresponsible fiscal policy at the federal level, and as a result, our country has been put deeply into debt. We've had $3 trillion of uh, new debt uh, and deficit spending over the last uh, five years, six years, and the president has proposed deep cuts in many of the programs uh, that deal with the disability community uh, in Medicare, in Medicaid, um, in, in the Department of Labor. Alexis Herman, when she was the Secretary of Labor under President Clinton was a, a big advocate of uh, active advocacy and assistance by the federal government. And, of course, President Clinton, as you know, gave this cabinet-level priority. Um, and by executive order, uh, he uh, created a task force on the employment of adults with disabilities because he knew this was a critical uh, need in America a critical objective for us. Unfortunately, uh, the Office of Disability Employment Policy, uh, the President has proposed a 57% cut over two years. Uh, obviously, we've all been talking about the fact that we're not making the kind of progress in employment areas that we needed to make and we wanted to make and that we should make. Uh, in, in response to that, uh, what the President has suggested is a deep cut uh, in the office that has is charged with that responsibility uh, and, in effect, sounding retreat. Uh, when you're not uh, obtaining the objective you want, uh, it, you shouldn't sound retreat, in my opinion. So I've worked very hard, and the Congress has been more sympathetic than the President, but unfortunately, because of the deep deficits that we've confronted, uh, it is very difficult to keep these programs at levels that uh, they should be in order to accomplish the objectives that the ADA set forth for us and which President Bush 
endorsed uh, when he signed the bill. So, so Congressman Hoyer, what should people do? What would you? That's what. Yeah, I'm. Thank you, Joyce, because I know Marsha asked that. Uh, I think we need to go back into the mode of, of energizing the disability community. Nothing is so effective. Uh, to, to a member of Congress or a member of the United States Senate or a member of any legislative body as hearing directly from somebody that's going to be affected by the policies they're going to vote on. Uh, and it doesn't need to be a large number of people. It can be two or three people at a town meeting. It can be, uh, uh, you know, 25 people uh, uh, writing letters. It can be uh, somebody visiting with a member in their district office or in Washington, if they happen to be in Washington, uh, and telling them, look, Congressman, if this cut occurs, if this policy is adopted, for instance, the President, uh, President Clinton set a goal uh, in the federal government of 100,000 new hires of people with disabilities in the federal government. Uh, that has now been dropped by this administration, uh, and the EEOC has indicated that we're moving in the opposite direction. Uh, not only are we not making progress, uh, we're not even standing still. We're going backwards. Uh, so that I think the disability community uh, needs to, frankly, get back in campaign mode and uh, really make an effort uh, both with the administration uh, and with the uh, Congress to say the policies you're proposing are going to hurt us if they're adopted. And and show specifically how that will happen. Because members, I think, want to do the right thing, generally speaking. Uh, you know, there's some members who think that federal spending uh, is uh, the problem, and of course we want to make efficient and effective expenditures. Uh, but uh, well, we we're, not, do doing, something, we're, we're right? not doing what we should do. Right. All right, thank listen, you. we're going to have to go to break for a minute. Marsha Blanco from Achieva, thank you for calling in. We'll be right back, right after this break, to finish the show with Congressman Denny Hoyer. You're listening to Joyce Bender on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. 
People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. And welcome back. And let me tell you what, this show has gone so quickly. Um, I won't be able to take a lot of calls, but I think we do have one caller on the line. Paul Marchand. Oh, go ahead, Paul. Hi, Joyce. Thank How you are for you, putting Paul? On this nice to show. hear from you. Uh, I happen to be one of uh, Congressman Hoyer's constituents, and I'm very proud to have Congressman Hoyer as my congressman. Not only Joyce is he a constituent, but he, he and his wife are good friends. Well, and, and he also is a person that has done so much in the disability community. Done a wonderful job yes. and was very much in the leadership of, of working on the ADA. Thank you. Uh, I, I thought I would just share a frustration. Uh, it seems to me that when you add up the, the budget cuts, particularly in employment programs that the Congressman just talked about, and the administration seemingly ignoring the impact of the Supreme Court decisions that have been made in the last uh, four or five years that chip away at the coverage uh, of the ADA. And then you look at the uh, administration's uh, cutting back on staff of the EEOC, which is in charge of looking at discrimination on the face of disability and other types of discrimination in employment, and you look at the negative statistics of the federal government as being a model employer of people with disabilities, it almost looks like this President Bush is doing his utmost to uh, destroy uh, the legacy of his father on, on disability policy, disability rights, and employment, and I can't figure that out. Uh, uh, does the congressman have any thoughts along those lines? Well, it is ironic, uh, Paul, that uh, the son of the president, uh, who worked very hard for the passage of the ADA, not only did he sign it, but he was an active participant in passing it. He was an advocate of its passage, as you know, and uh, we worked closer together with the White House. Uh, we didn't always agree, and sometimes they didn't want to go as far or they wanted to go in a different direction, but uh, they wanted to see this bill pass. And uh, Dick Thornburg, as you know, worked very hard on it. So it is ironic that his son, now the president, 
uh, has not supported the kinds of policies uh, and programs and resources necessary uh, to implement and make the promise of ADA the reality of ADA. And uh, it is ironic, uh, and I think, uh, you know, as I said earlier, Paul, uh, we just need to reinvigorate the disabilities community that was so effective uh, in passing the ADA uh, to educate, uh, once again, members of Congress. They're acting, you know, probably the majority of Congress, as you well know, I'm not sure, not, not probably, the majority of Congress was not here when we considered and passed the ADA uh, in the House of Representatives. Uh, and as a result, we, we need to, I think, have a re-education uh, and a recommitment to the objectives of the ADA. Uh, particularly in employment. I'm very, very concerned about the employment issue, as I think you are, Paul. I know Joyce is, who's worked so effectively in this area, because, uh, you know, employment's so basic to our lives. We ask one another, what's your name? And then the next question is, what do you do? You know, how do you, how do you make it in this world? How do you, uh, uh, support yourself? How are you self-sufficient? And that is a critical question, and it sort of identifies us as to uh, who we are in this society and what we do to help make this society work. And if we shut people out, if we don't give them opportunities, uh, not only is it costly, uh, but it is uh, uh, not consistent with being a land of opportunity that we are rightfully proud of and point to. So, uh, Paul, I think that... Uh, we need to re-energize the community, uh, obviously at election time, uh, but uh, at, at legislative times as well. Uh, and uh, frankly, Paul, I'm very, very concerned about the fiscal policies, as you heard me say. Uh, we're creating very large deficits. When you have large deficits, it's difficult to increase discretionary spending and when you, uh, or to keep even. Uh, and when you do that, it's the most vulnerable in our society, uh, who are hurt the most. And uh, I just want to say one thing before we get ready here soon to sign off, but, Paul, I want to thank you for calling in, but I just want to state again about all the work you've done to help people with disabilities throughout your life. So, you know, we appreciate that so much. Well, thank you. It just stuns me that, that uh, recognizing that a way to solve the deficit is to grow the tax base. And to grow the tax base, we need more people paying taxes. And it seems that we just can't quite line up the policies and the funding for training that has lots of people with disabilities who want to work, get jobs, so they can help grow that tax base. I can't figure that out. Paul, you're absolutely right. We want to uh, want to convert people or allow people to stop being tax takers and being taxpayers. Uh, and very frankly, to the extent we do that, uh, others who pay taxes will pay less. Uh, and that makes sense for the country in, 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 from every perspective. And unfortunately, we're not making the effort that we ought to be to ensure that objective. Well, listen, we're getting ready to close off the show. Congressman Hoyer, do you have any message you want to get, leave with our listeners today? Well, the message that I would leave, particularly for those with disabilities, is uh, talk to your member. Uh, know what public policies are, uh, are, are being proposed. Know the, how they affect you personally and relate that to the members because that makes a difference. Uh, we need to uh, 
continue to fight to make sure that the promise of ADA is the reality in the lives, in the everyday lives of those with disabilities. July 26, 2005, Congressman Denny Hoyer received the George Bush Medal for the Empowerment of People with Disabilities and said, Today we must renew our commitment to the principles and spirit of the ADA and recognize that our work is not done. The ADA allowed us to tear down the wall of exclusion and pour a strong foundation for the House of Equality, but that house is still being built. How true are those words? Congressman Hoyer, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, Joyce, and thank you for all you do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And to all of you listening, remember, speak up. You can't make a difference if you don't speak up. You've been listening to Choice of Bender, America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.